Oh, hi, it's Jason Klom. Uh, thank you guys for your unending patience. This is a regular episode. The only thing different is we don't have a real deal this week. We actually thought we were going to, uh, but the scheduling kind of got weird. Uh, but there are other episodes coming up, and we will uh, we'll do a makeup of this one. We'll do a makeup of the real deal. So we don't have a real deal this episode. Uh, let's cut to the chase, get right to the episode. Uh, Gaziza. Oh, and a quick special thanks to DJ Enigma for the Better Call Paul theme. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jason Klom. Gaziza, I'm Alan Rickards. Your last name is Rickard? And we are the hosts of Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast. Quick intro, and we're going to go right into Better Call Paul. Because, because we're gonna. <laughs> All right, we're recording. <clears throat> oh, hi, I'm Jason Klom. Gaziza, I'm Alan Rickert. And this, and this is Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast with Jen on the ether. Hi, kids. So, guys, oh, you know we're what? back, number one. Did Go. you know that? What? Before we're back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa. We're talking about season three, episode one, uh, which aired uh, May 7th, 1997. <laughs> episode one. What? Yeah, did I say that? No, you said episode one. Yeah, 21. Episode 21 That's is what I meant. Not okay, These guys know better. Um, I don't, but. So uh, we have, up top, we're going to have a segment in like two minutes, but I wanted to thank somebody. Uh, so this episode, and I like his suggestion, this was, this was our, a listener's idea. He was like, if you credit me as executive producer, it's worth it to me. For one episode, it's worth it to me to donate. Uh, a cons- he donated $100 to the show. So, thank you so much. Yay, thank you so much. So, Sean Alaka, uh, who is a delightful young man, Woo-hoo. donated $100. So, he is the executive producer, producer of this episode. Thank you. So, hopefully, hopefully he gets the whole... Uh, it does not mean he gets Sean. creative control, but, you know, if he wants to real make a big, chunky edit, then I guess he could... And what I was saying... Uh, was uh you know i mean I, I know that was a little uncomfortable for me to say that and i i wanted well to... <laughs> i'll tell you this sean i'm not saying i we, that was thank you so much uh mm-hmm. if, if there is there might be a certain dollar amount where you get creative control we we don't know mm-hmm. what that mm-hmm. is yet mm-hmm. but we really appreciate well, he the just support. edited out a whole chunk of what i said so i mean he must have <laughs> just taken the control so, well, Sean, you're weird. Sean, how did you I mean, do that's, that? That's that was up. Wow. Real, real time. I mean, like, it's cool. Yeah, that's that's the weird part is he, he like edited he reality. Even... Like he, yeah. this is like some Infinity War shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm missing time, guys. guys. We're all missing time. I'm not ready to go. Oh I'm not ready to go. It's Tony, right. don't let, Tony. It's sharp, right. It's not ready to go. Just, just. Damn. <laughs> it's not even an acronym. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Sean, that's amazing of you. So uh, you know, I I, I want to pull up his full email at some point and and just but he, he has suggestions. You know, fifty bucks associate producer, hundred dollars executive producer. We like this idea not just because it gives us money, but it helps the show go and mm-hmm. it will help us do like uh, make the comic a little easier to put together. Uh, then that contest, which totally has not happened yet, where the shirt it's not, it's is sitting happen. right it's here. I happen. swear to God. I want to know what would happen if I didn't come back on the show after I said that. <laughs> right. After I said that. Uh, I'm not ready to go. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's so many other things to talk about, but bef- before we talk about anything else, I, I want to do... Is there a segment? A new segment 
for the uh, uh, that was not our idea, but we were forced to do this segment. I feel like we should point that out. We were forced. This is against our will. This segment is Better Call Paul. He's dialing. He said he might not pick up. I feel like he did. We could just ask the questions on the voicemail. I I feel like we should do that to him. Hello? Paul Sims. Hello? Oh, God, it's you guys again. Yep, I know. Look, it's it's only once every two days. We figured, you know, but we're finally recording this time. How are you, fellas? We're we're good. How are you? How are you doing? Great. I'm good. So are you recording right now? We certainly are. Um, who's your, is there a guest tonight? We do not have a guest tonight. It was kind of a last minute, uh, scheduling, uh, bunch of crap, but we're recording one episode tonight. Normally we record two. We're doing sleeping. All right, all right. We're, we're talking about sleeping. Do you remember sleeping, Paul? I'm treating you like a grandpa. <laughs> I'm trying to think sleeping. Was sleeping the, the name of the episode or, uh... Jimmy yeah, has Jimmy... a heart attack. Yeah, Jimmy has a heart attack. Oh, yes. Jimmy has a heart attack, and, uh, and Bill is playing records for him, and he's in the break room. Yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are – oh, yeah, Alan, go ahead. Alan has a, probably a better question than I've got. Yeah. Uh, do you remember what sparked this idea of Jimmy with the heart attack and uh, the hospital bed inside the break room? I know it was a long time ago, but <laughs> – no, I don't remember. I do. I do feel like it had it had a little something to do with either the network or Jimmy Burroughs going like, you know, let's uh, have an episode that has some uh, emotion in it and shows how much the characters care about one of the other characters, mm-hmm. which it sort of technically does. <laughs> yeah. Even, even though, even though, I mean, I, I if, if I'm remembering it correctly, doesn't everyone come in and sort of talk to him while he's. Uh, while he's in his in his coma or whatever he's in. Yeah. yeah. Bill did the bad jokes. Uh, tough love. Life. Tough love. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Like that. <laughs> and then Lisa she, had um, to have the, the the cards in front of her, otherwise she wouldn't know what to say. Which is and drops great. a card on his genitals. That's right. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, um, whatever, man. We're just trying to do something funny. These guys, <laughs> Is that uh, now? I this is a. Uh, do you how were you trying to write in that ambulance shot at any opportunity? Because this is this the second or third? It's in so uh, many episodes like of the damn show. Yeah, that was um, that was something that particularly made uh, Joe Fury and I laugh ever since we were together at Letterman. Just <laughs> the, the, the fact that it seems like on every show, it's someone going, you know, at some point, someone goes like. I don't think I feel so well. Hard cut to... <laughs> every time. So it good. seemed funny to us. Is that, is, am I remembering right? Is that the episode where where, uh, where Bill is plays the Foghat song? Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah, that, slow that, that cost more money than usual, but uh, it was worth it. We were going to... Yeah, I was curious how much that cost, but I don't know if you remember. 
No, I don't remember, but I do remember uh, people, uh, you know, the network or the production company going like, do you guys really need a Foghat song? Can it be, you know, like a sound-alike uh, rock and roll song from someone's music library? And we were like, no. Maybe the kids' bop actually, version? I, I, I can't complain because they let us, when we needed real songs... Um, that would be a good. That'd be a good news radio quiz. What are the real songs used on news radio? There's uh, "Slow Ride" by Fog. Mm -hmm. There was "Horse with No Name." By, what, what was but that? Dave's saying there. Right? The "Horse with No Name." Whatever, whatever the no name. name. Yeah. Tom Thumping by Chumba Wamba. Uh. I get knocked down, but I get up again. Song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Well, whatever. Yeah, turn it over to Twitter. Let's have the let's have the fans see if they can remember. Yeah, no, that's not a bad idea. We like to turn to our fans to tell them uh, to do the work for us. That's kind of the mo yeah, of this show. Yeah, we'll just sit back and reap all the benefits. Mm -hmm. uh, at some point, um, what else? Do you have, yeah, any other good questions for me? Good, good, I don't know, but I have one about <laughs> Lisa's sleep patterns. She only sleeps three hours a night. Is that based on you? Probably, probably, I, yes, yes, probably. You sound like you're probably. sorting screws in a, in a tub of some kind right now. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Um, I, uh, Steam it's room. funny, I just was, I've been going through old boxes of stuff and I found a, a journal entry from July 31st, 1988, which was, uh, right before I started my job at Spy Magazine, and it just talked about what my day was like, and then the very last sentence was, slept poorly. <laughs> and I think that was probably the last sentence of, of every journal entry I had. Um, oh God. A little interesting tidbit for the band. Uh -huh. <laughs> you destroyed your life for entertainment. That's wow. Thank you. I mean, thank you for that, Paul. Yeah, you know, I was already not sleeping well, so, you know, it just made it easier for mm -hmm. me, I guess. Mm -hmm. We should point out that we're, we're calling you at a relatively late time for us, but it's it's late enough for you that, I mean, you ought to be in bed. Come on, Paul. That's fine. No, you I'm coming to life. All right. This is my, this is my prime hours right here. Uh, we, we, we could be your wake-up call if you need, Paul. Yeah, yeah, if you just need us to call you every day, <laughs> just a quick wake-up call. Hey, here's a question about such and such an episode. God damn it. I, as, long as, as long as you're recording it for the podcast and <laughs> it's me, I'm happy. I'm happy to it. <laughs> Jen, did you have a question? I'm asking if oh. you have a question. It's a legit. If you don't have one, you can say I don't uh, have one right now. I'm working on oh, a Oh, you're couple, working on yeah. it. Alan? I, I just want... Uh, she's formulating a question. Exactly. Uh, so, just because just so, just uh, Roseanne is not on the air anymore, <laughs> is there any chance News Radio could fill that void? Yeah, please. Come on, we talked about this when I was, when I was, on, when I was uh, in the studio with you guys. Without Phil, you know, it wouldn't be the same. That's true. That's true. Right? That's true. Yeah. It would be. I, I mean, it's still I good, know. though. It's still, it's still good. Okay, okay, better question, better question. Could yeah, Perfect Strangers yeah. come back? You want to help us bring back Perfect yeah, Strangers? Yeah, what's your vote on this? Um... Yeah, I would do that. Okay. <laughs> Sign me up for that. Okay, sounds good. I will hook you up with Mark Lynn Baker and Bronson Pinchot. We'll make this this happen. Um, did you? I, did I, you I'm relying on you. Okay, I, get, I will make it happen. His livelihood depends on you, Jason. All right, Alan, what's your? Do you have another question? I have none. I you have know one what? more. I, I have one I, other, but it's I, not I'm just gonna. I'll, I'll leave this for the last one. Um, 
this isn't the sleeping episode, but just going back to the 50th, because I think I forgot to ask this before, The uh, we had the pop-up video guy on here who said at the beginning of the episode where Phil gets taken away uh, by the cops to go to the mental hospital, that that was actually Phil Hartman's car. Was that actually Phil Hartman's car? Video guy said it. It must be true. Okay, I just want to make sure of that. <laughs> well, but now that I think back on that scene, that wasn't a particularly nice car. But then Phil didn't really care about nice cars. He liked uh, he liked his boat and he liked to take his flying lessons. But I don't remember him having a fancy. Oh, was it? No, it was, it was a nice car, wasn't it? Wasn't it like a? I feel like it was a Beamer or something. I'd have to look again. Yeah. I don't think it's a Beamer. In my head, it's like a yeah. Beamer. You guys are so ill-prepared tonight. I'm going to have to jump in and bail you out. I got you. No, thank you. <laughs> let, me go to my, let me walk down to the basement. Let me walk him down. From the archives, I have boxes of stuff that I've recently uh, gotten out of my storage. What do we have? Program test report. Confidential document for Paul Sims. October 16th, 1996. Whoa. Let's see. This is uh, this is when the, the network uh, has a company test the test and test episodes every once in a while to see how you're doing and how you can improve. improve. Hmm. Let's see levels and skews. React. So it's the review episode. Which mm-hmm. what was the review? Oh, that was the one with the Dilbert stuff. Reactions to the review episode of News Radio were disappointing. <laughs> Scoring at marginal levels overall. I don't know what that means, which is somewhat below the other tests conducted on this series, including smoking station sale and the pilot. Responses were slightly better among women than men. Oh, thank you. Key findings. Bullet point. Key findings. The good news is that a number of the individual characters did quite well. Lead Dave Nelson made some progress in his overall scores, and for the first time, in the marginal range among younger men and women and teens. For the first time, was in the marginal range. Does that mean he came up from zero. To oh my god! <laughs> what um, was this written by a demon? Looking at the supports, Matthew was the featured player, and while he has not been a favorite in the past, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I, I saw what this. I, I'm reading it for the first time since 1996. I saw what it was, and I, I decided to save it for you guys. So you're here. Looking at the supports, Matthew was the featured player, and while he has not been a favorite in the past, he hit solid scores for a support across the board here. Oh, that's nice. I sound like, I, I'm, I'm, this is like this is like Lenny Bruce reading the legal. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. The others fared pretty well, though declining slightly from his strong central performances in the other two episode tests. Pompous Bill McNeil, Phil Hartman, once again struck a chord. Jimmy James scored quite well as the irascible station owner driving Dave to distraction. Zany Secretary Beth enjoyed moderate appeal among women and teens who liked her outrageous humor. And the remaining three cast members, Joe, Lisa, and Catherine, were at marginal levels. Ah. <laughs> bullet points. The bullet points. decline in scores may well be story-related. The Gilbert storyline was considered cute initially, but it extended beyond the point of being funny. I I think I disagree. In fact, focus group respondents wondered why the others wanted incompetent Matthew back. See, this is what happens to the focus group. Matthew, if I remember that episode, Matthew quits or gets fired. Uh The coffee place downstairs. And then you get a group of people going like, well, he's not a good employee. Why would they want him back? Because we're making a TV show, you idiots. (laughs) Review pilot. 
The review plot did a little better because it included all of the characters and also featured a favorite cast member, Bill McNeil, whose feeble attempts to salvage his pride in the face of public humiliation were funny. Is this the adequate uh, adequate episode, possibly? Adequate capacity? Oh, if it is review, then yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah, all right. Bullet points. News radio's wild antics and quirky characters <laughs> often translate into very high silly scores. <laughs> what? <laughs> silly marks. scores? Silly scores. <laughs> okay. But the slapstick, the slapstick physical humor here, coupled with the outrageous Dilbert storyline, made this among the silliest and most far-fetched news radio shows we have tested. As a result, some viewers may have some difficulty getting fully involved with the characters and they uh, categorize this petty and preoccupied. Oh. No one really seems... Then in parentheses, the bottom of the page... No one really seems to like anyone else on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap! Uh, Do they know it's a multicam? And, <laughs> and then it just, and then it goes on. Uh, <laughs> you guys are too no silly. They, they really break it down. Oh, listen to this. It's talking about the, the lead character, Dave Nelson. And then it has quotes from like people in the focus group. Serving as a straight man who, quote, sets everyone else up for jokes, viewer felt he is pretty tolerant of the group's eccentricities and knows how to manipulate them to get what he wants done, all of which means he, quote, isn't as dumb as he appears to be. <laughs> what? Others, others, however, felt he, quote, wasn't in control of his employees and lets them walk all over him because he didn't really object when they snuck into his office. All right. Ah. Well, see, this is what I, this is what I was, you know, what I was doing when we were doing the show. So, well, I kind, I, 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 I kind of wanted to hear you give the cast a pep talk, just being like, guys, you, you're too, you're too silly. We too gotta, we silly. Gotta take it down. Cut it out. <laughs> Your silly scores Everyone are just off the charts. Settle down. Our silly scores are off the board. You guys are, getting, you, you guys are marginal. You're marginal because you're too silly. I need you fifty-eight percent less silly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I'm looking. Lisa gained some ground with women and teens who enjoyed her spontaneous outburst to the supposed oh. author of the review. What? what? Some viewers complained that even here, she really only had quote one good line. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is. Joe the, elect Joe the electrical whiz declined a bit with women and teens, but still had some appeal with men who liked the fact that he quote holds pranks. Oh my god. Wow. Would love to see him make people eat bugs, if possibility. Exactly. Yeah. I love it. You yeah, kept right, these. So here's, here's, here's the last part. Here's the last part. Uh, other results. Teens were the most receptive group towards the idea and story of this episode. Well, good. I like that. Adults said the Dilbert plot was wrong until it, quote, wasn't funny anymore, and the review plot <laughs> featured the workers in fragmented segments that showed them to be rather selfish and that they only cared about their own reviews. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. The group was not all that connected to each other, which <laughs> makes it hard to empathize with them. Regular, regular viewers said these characters can, quote, work well together and, quote, play off each other when they have a common goal, but that they all too often painted as being selfish and superficial. On a positive note, oh, this is nice. uh, it ends on a positive note. Oh. On a positive note, viewers said this group is different enough from each other and engaged in the humorous and the absurdities of life, and that makes them amusing to watch. Signed, someone from the focus group company, copies, CC, Warren Littlefield, Rick Ludlin, Don Olmeyer, 
all the heavy hitters. Holy so that's, wow. That's a little treat from the archives for you today. How, how often would you... Um... How often would you get focus groups uh, watching I think, episodes? I, I mean, I do remember getting it after the pilot, but I I had forgotten until I saw this document that they I think they probably did it like once or twice a season, and then I think okay. probably in the later seasons they just uh, you know gave up. Okay. <laughs> do Do you have to respond to these and address the anybody about this, or okay, you just yeah, like? That's a good question. Not really. I mean, okay. it was sort of, uh, yeah, I mean, I would have to respond verbally, and, and, you know, they would go, did you see the report we sent over? Look, you got to those characters. they got to be less silly. And they got to, uh, <laughs> yes. you know, connect with each other. I mean, that was it. I think we talked about it when I was there with you guys. Is That was a consistent note we got from the network was, like, you got to make sure they're good at their jobs. Like, we don't want people who are not good at their jobs. And I'm like... Uh, who cares Why? if they're good at their job? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the show isn't about a bunch of people being really good at doing radio, you know? <laughs> right. Um, and when you work in an office, as any of you know, most people aren't that good at their job. Mm -hmm. So, whatever. Now I really feel like Lenny Bruce. I'm, just, I'm, <laughs> I'm having a 25-year-old argument about a, a show that I'm very happy with. And, and to so boot, won, yes. Won in the end. I think I think we all won in the end. Oh, oh uh, <laughs> I agree. Uh, well, we yeah. were we were in that little teen demo who found who found it so attractive. You know, yes. we were in, we were that, in the... You know what? I th that it actually has played out that I've talked to so many people who watched it when they were kids or teens, which to me is flattering and makes me extremely happy. You know, because the point of the show is always like I don't think there were a lot of teens enjoying you know Frasier mad about you back then <laughs> yeah it was no. silly it was fun and silly I take silly as a compliment you should damn yeah. it <laughs> And at the same time, we now know that Mark Hamill was watching the whole time. So yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. I know, that's, I know. that's watching, pretty great. Enjoy. Can we get your personal endorsement? Will you just say Mark Hamill come on this fucking podcast, please? Have you? Uh, yeah, Mark <laughs> Hamill really should come on the podcast. He's a he's a tremendous. I don't want to say a comedy nerd, but he's a, has a voluminous knowledge of comedy. I know from people who know him. Well, and he was yeah. like a, a tape collector. Like, I've heard so many stories of him calling up different shows like Mr. Show and stuff and be like, hey, DVRs don't exist. I don't have time to tape this shit because I'm Luke Skywalker. Can you send me your, your videotapes? I'm wondering, do you know if he ever did that to News Radio? Because we know he watched it, but I'm because he like he collects them. I know he's got them in his house. Or did. Oh, we got we wow. to break into Mark Hamill's house. Oh, is that all we have to do? <laughs> Okay. Anyone know his address? Yeah. No, we gotta we gotta keep. <laughs> Let's get this plan. There, like like you've never heard of. Yeah. Oh, you, you there's know? no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. Man, I used to work with oh. his son. Why didn't I get his address then? All right. Well, we'll have to do a little research. <laughs> we'll have to do a little research, Paul. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. I'll see. I'll see if I can pull any non-existent strings. Oh, okay. I'll get the hard hats with the flashlights. I'll bail all of you out. <laughs> Jen's gonna bail us out. That's great. Oh, that's very cool. That's very. I don't yeah, think okay. I don't think Paul volunteered to break in. I think he understands that Alan and I. He are said let. Well, we'll, so. we'll, we'll break in and yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm not involved. I, I'm not involved. I'm just saying it's a very good idea. I'm saying sure, if sure. someone were to break into Mark Hamill's house, uh -huh. they would probably find some good stuff, and I would really appreciate knowing what's in there. Okay. I don't want anyone to do anything illegal. Sure. Right. Um, but. Uh, 
I'm kidding. Don't sue me. Don't break into Mark's house. Blame it on me. Oh, please. Do we need to keep our silly level down when we when we break in? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. Don't make so much noise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. Um, no pratfalls. No pratfalls. You guys got anything else? You got anything else for me? These are all the questions we have for this episode. When when we record our next episode, we'll let you know. And because I, I definitely yeah, have I some, wanna, I have some for the. I don't want to wear out my. I don't want to wear out my welcome, and I also don't want you guys to uh, use the fact that you didn't have a guest to make the whole episode. Of- <laughs> <laughs> you some, you're on your own to do the heavy lifting to fill in the rest of this episode. Well, uh, you know what I'll do for the next time you call, I'll find another another good treat from the archive. Oh, please, okay, please sounds please good. Do. Nice. Please do. Well, well Paul, thank you so much, Paul. Appreciate you. it. Again. Thank you. <laughs> It's always a pleasure to talk to you guys. Well, then I guess we have to say catch a leader later, B Cakes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see ya. See ya. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Paul Sims. Unless you dialed the wrong number. Unless I dialed really, the wrong number. He was just number. really was good so at doing his Paul Sims impression. Really good Paul Sims. Or someone he's he's paid to do a, an impression of him and mm-hmm. and you know not eat up his own time. We don't know. We do not know. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not. It wasn't a Skype call. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. No. Uh, so let's. I hope let's the talk. mic picked that up. Anyway, go uh-huh. on. <laughs> oh yeah, no. Let's talk. This 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 episode starts out with a little bit of physical comedy. I'm not ready to go, Jason. <laughs> I'm not ready to go. Oh, uh, well, it's too bad. Uh, it's fine, because I'm not really emotionally invested in anybody. That's okay. <laughs> too many of you to be emotionally invested. Sorry. Different different. Sleeping. Uh, sleeping. <laughs> so oh, this starts on. out with a, no, it's a three-person uh, physical comedy bit. You, oh, I think you're about to play a clip. So no. Jason turned around. Yeah, said yeah, that, Jason around. said yeah. that. Uh, let's go turned to around like he was about to hit a button. And I know. Just I was, a glass of water. I was grabbing yeah. water so one of you could talk. <laughs> <laughs> There's my water now. Oh, oh, oh we don't have a cue. See, this is this is a good, good, good setup without the without the well, warning. You, you saw the episode too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but now Matthew I got jumps it, out I of got the fridge and scares it. Catherine. Oh, yeah, yes, and yeah. Then she's oh, Catherine's and then getting back and just slams the door. So good. <laughs> and then she does some very hammy like miming uh to Jimmy of, he's gonna jump out. Mm-hmm. He's gonna jump up, but she she doesn't say anything because she doesn't want Matthew to hear. It and she looks you very go, ridiculous. And then and then Jimmy is even stupider, and he's just like high double high fizer and says, "You go, girl." And her face just drops like, "What the hell?" What? You said what now? <laughs> when he opens the door though, and Matthew like pops out, just seeing Stephen Root go Root go hysterical like that gets me every time. I'm like. Oh. So much energy, yeah. like, and he genuinely so much seems energy. to enjoy. He's like, oh, it's a good one, it's good. We have energy. It's got like all the adrenaline. Oh, my whole body's yeah. tingling. Oh, you okay, Mr. James? Oh, my arms tingle a little bit, but that was a. Uh, <laughs> he puts his arms up like he's on a roller coaster, and then just fucking awesome. collapses on. Fine. Did he think that you're supposed Fine to do when you have here. a heart attack and yeah. just put your arms up? I, yeah. <laughs> and then falling out of your chair sideways is always uh, funny. Yeah, that was a, it's a solid bit. Yeah. That's a very good bit. Uh, when we and get then, Steven uh, Root yeah. on, we'll have to ask what was underneath there for mm, him. Mm, to catch him? To catch to him. Sure. like a gym mat or something. Don't ruin it. Jeez, okay. Jim. Maybe it was pillows or a mattress. Thank I don't you. know. I just want options. I really, I, I mean, it's riveting. I need to know. Cut to the ambulance shot. Woo, 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 woo. Favorite shot. It really is kind of the best. I hope I... I 
I don't remember all the other ambulance shots going in the future, but I do hope yeah, there's one where they are at, where that takes place at night and then mm-hmm. they cut to a they day cut to a day shot. shot? Oh my god! <laughs> I really hope great. this happens. I don't Me know. If, I don't remember it happening, but uh. well, I want to find out that stock footage, and now that needs to go in like everything I do because you know, yeah, and, and I find out who, can use who, where they like. I'm sure it's you gotta can. be cheaper than slow ride, right? Yeah, Pay exactly right. Uh, do we think is there any possibility that Lisa and her character from ER are the same person somehow because she's got all this medical knowledge all of a sudden oh yeah yeah you know uh, so i um, haven't watched enough of uh, er er mm-hmm. after the first couple of seasons sure so i'm at a i was very happy she was on the show but sure. I, I, I will admit i just don't know much about did it. she work the night shift Mm, well, that's in, in the Chicago. Hospital. It would be very difficult I mean, to change cities. It's I'm just saying a little plain flight. Well, she didn't, she... didn't come to the ER until after news radio ended. So mm. coincidence? <laughs> oh, mm. she is not the same character from Welcome to Mooseport, though. I can tell you that. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Gene Hackman, though, is the same. Did you know Gene Hackman plays the same character in every movie? Huh. Lex Luthor. Huh. Yeah, Lex Luthor. <laughs> He's just, he has all these different identities. He always, huh. he always does that laugh. <laughs> <laughs> that's not bad. Yeah, that's good. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, uh, J- Jimmy's got a, uh, he's going to, you know, he's doing better. He's uh, He's got a big heart, the doctor says. Yeah, he does. He's very kind to everybody. No, no, no. We, I mean, it's literal. It's it's huge. It's like a roast. <laughs> Which, by the way, I've heard How that many... joke done since a few times in different ways. Not that specifically, but like physically the, a big heart. You know, since or 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 before. Why do you know one before it? I don't know. No, one that's yeah, why I was wondering I, if you. No, I've I've seen some sitcom. I've seen so many sitcoms steal from this show, and they do it. Well, well, there's a lot. You know, they do it well. Or they at least have parallel thinking twenty years later. Yeah, you know. Or they watched uh, it as teenagers like we did, and it's in their brain floating yep. around. They don't even realize exactly. it. Exactly. Can Can I just I just got to point out there are uh, a ridiculous amount of doctors in uh-huh. the room with Jimmy James, when but there's no to... nurses. <laughs> huh? There's no like lab tech assistants or anybody. It's yeah. just no. a bunch of doctors, doctors in there. Is it because it's on his dime and they're like, the billionaires hired us. Let's just all Probably go. Probably. Like, let's him. just assist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'll go. Yeah. If it's my normal rate, I'll go. Mm-hmm. Nothing is specified. I'll go. Mm-hmm. But then they all said they were the lead doctor when Dave asked who the, the lead, who's, who's, yeah, who's in charge here. I am. I, 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 I am. am. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, maybe the guy in charge gets ma- makes more money from from the. That I'm could sure. be. It. I bet that is what happens. Uh, in the hospital, Joe Fury's heard over the PA telling the WNYX crew to go to the morgue, and then says, "Oh, sorry, no." Well, well, tells tells him where else to go. Doctor so and so, go to the morgue. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, I just said. Some lawyer. Go to the chapel. To, yeah. yeah. We gotta uh, get we gotta get Joe back on, and then have. Paul call in because I'd like to see the banter between those two. Uh, as would I. That would be a delight. <laughs> that would uh, be amazing. So Drake Sather has taken over as Roger from the now too famous Norm Macdonald. Yeah, he, he does. Uh, he's, he's like, he does sound a little bit like, uh, like he Norm, looks though. eerily like him. Yeah. He looks enough like him, too, that it's like, just like are, you, are they brothers? Yeah. Like, it's so weird. A younger I think people, a lot version, of people wouldn't notice. Like a younger version of, 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 of Neil Hamburger. That's what I almost called him. Norm Macdonald. <laughs> But Norm wasn't really that old then, so I don't know. Right. It's, 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 uh. He's, well, uh, Drake was, was a very young-looking gentleman. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so we get, we get Jimmy on the, on the screen doing his living will. But at first, uh, well, if you're watching this, I've been forced to flee to the country after a mix-up with the IRS. Oh, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. If it was Norm McDonald, it would have been that. 
I had to, I literally wrote to one of the fans of our show in an email and I tried to write it in Norm MacDonald's voice. So, uh, uh yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of uh, <laughs> if you know who the person's supposed to be writing as, it's easy to, to type out as Norm MacDonald. Uh, I wonder if the standup is written out. That would be amazing with all the, with all the uhs and, and ellipses. I, I hope he has those. Otherwise that would be very impressive. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, so where yeah, so where are we at? What are we talking well, about? I don't even know. But Jimmy wants to spend, uh, you know, his he wants to spend the rest of his time with his colleagues at WNYX in case he's gonna die. That is very sweet. It is very sweet. I don't think he intended, however, for them to take him as literally as he does, and and, and not them coming to the hospital. Exactly right. Yeah. So they're they're there, and but instead they bring him to the fucking break room at a news radio station. <laughs> yeah. So stupid. And then you're forced to imagine what if the Harlem Globetrotters were had been bought by him and were mm-hmm. also hanging out all day. Yeah. I really wish there was a future Every episode day. where they where we did see Jimmy James yeah. by the Harlem well, Globetrotters. That would have been, that'd been awesome. Oh. I mean the Harlem Globetrotters, yeah. like it's classic to have them cross over with your show, so why not like that'd be amazing. They're on they're on Gilligan's Island. Gilligan's for Island and sakes. Scooby Doo. Yeah, yeah. At least those solved mysteries. We're more probably missing a bunch. Oh, I thought you said they were on unsolved mysteries. Oh, that would have been (laughs) awesome. (laughs) This week, Maria was murdered by her husband. Or so we. What the hell? Uh, Oh, okay, okay. Gets hit in the head with a basketball and knocked out. (laughs) Reenacted by the Harlem Globetrotters. Oh my God! They did reenact it. Ah, sorry. Well, yeah, folks. it's not like they're taping people doing crimes and not and not interfering. This like, is a very non-traditional episode, yes. guys. Futurama, uh, that was the other show I was thinking. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, good they, call. They, they helped the whole time paradox. Yeah, because I feel like Philomar plays Metal Arc Lemon, if I'm not mistaken. Something to that effect. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, what so... What are you talking about again? Well, well now we're back. I, I really what like show when, is it we all watch? I don't know. I'll be honest. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I took these notes a long time ago. We uh-huh. haven't gotten this episode till now, and uh, uh-huh. my notes are short and <laughs> not short good. Too. It's Just, okay. Uh, I've got some notes. I've good. got. Are they it. silly? Are they too silly? Is oh, that yeah. way they're not good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's gotta be what it is. They're silly. Do they not? Provide. Are they hard Yiddish? to empathize with? I've, Oh, they're in Yiddish. Yeah, so they really. test really well with a certain audience. They're just not going to test well with people who don't read Yiddish. Right, right. Uh, I got the, it. Oh, the bottom notes here. This says it's all it's all marginal. Does it say John Gotti is marginal. <laughs> <laughs> Mention later that. Yes. Oh, that's that's going to be important in one of our theories. Uh, but, uh, yes. anyway, it's nat- it natural. Joe's natural inclination is to stalk people at their homes. Apparently, that makes sense. Yep, that's what I was going to get to later. No. <laughs> There we go. All right. Well, that, it's that's okay. just it's crunched. Be... All right. There we go. That build up of Jason Check has, it's, off it's that box. Off. Uh, but Bill says, uh, yeah, I wish the high heaven Matthew hadn't given him a heart attack. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. Uh, a massive ooh, heart attack. A massive heart attack. <laughs> he cannot handle it. Uh, Matthew is just as... <laughs> he, he does something like the maybe you, maybe you, maybe you. I can't remember what he does. He, but... oh, that's right. I... Yeah, he was like, like fine, 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 fine. Uh, so everybody goes in, and basically they have their turn. It's one of those bits where everybody <laughs> has their turn with Jimmy. Dr. Too. McNeil is spen- dispensing some laugh medicine. <laughs> <laughs> Say, mind if I smoke? Just kidding. <laughs> He's just being a total jackass <sighs> and the- mean. Mm-hmm. By the way, I didn't realize when I said to Paul, like he just doing bad jokes in front of uh, Mr. James that probably made it sound like he uh, he was re- saying bad jokes. Like. <laughs> Wait, Sorry, Paul. Paul, Paul, Paul I apologize. That's not what I meant. I oh. think you got I'm that. Sure he, I'm sure he didn't. No. Say that. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Here, you know, Paul's the best. It, what, if Paul 
you know, if he calls me and tells me to fire you, I won't fire you because I don't, I don't. You're not my employee. It's, so it's I can't a, you get, fire you. Can, you. you can, you, it's fine. It's it, Paul, if you, if you feel, I mean, it'll be sad, but, you know. I'll hire Norm MacDonald as your replacement. All right, all right. Here I am. Alan is out of the room. <laughs> he wasn't ready to go, but uh, just uh, disappeared. What if Norm MacDonald is in Infinity War? I'd be very excited if... Uh, oh, I think if you watch is? a little closer, Jason. Because in the sequel, hey. all these alt comics from the 90s are there instead of superheroes. Janine Garofalo is just there. That would be awesome. People. Yeah. Hey, Jay-Z, you know what uh, Norm's power is? It's uh, poison <laughs> gas. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. Poison <laughs> gas. I can't even do it. Right Too now. good. Uh, so Joe's giving Macho Sports talk to Jimmy, uh, but he's mostly actually talking. No, he's not. He he's using it as a cover up. Yeah, he's trying to be sweet. When, whenever anybody in, opens the he's door, he's talking Macho Sports talk. Yeah, because he's ever... holding his hand yeah. gently and yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. And like having a heartfelt moment, mm-hmm. and then he was pretending that it was like some sort of grip from something that happened in sports. Yeah, mm-hmm. you see, this showing is the thing. stuff like that where people like if you complain about this show, it's like there are these moments they have them even if they're forced. Like that little part, the holding of the hand is the is the emotional part you want if you pay attention. Just but then the jokes happen. Yeah, but it's the silliness. Yeah. Who cares if, if you will? Good at their jo- whatever. Sorry, that's gonna drive. But also, me crazy. I'm it's gonna drive me crazy too because I'm gonna say, I'll say were it just, again. Taking up airtime doing a job, like yeah, but no, except for Matthew, I guess a little bit Beth. Like uh-huh. everybody actually is pretty damn good at their job. Yeah, they're 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 fine. Yeah. We're they're seeing them competent. in their silly spots, yeah. in Egypt, but they know what they're doing. I mean, and I mean, were they watching Just Shoot Me and thinking everybody was really good at their? That was just, every other show was a snark fest at the time. Like definitely just shoot me. Did they want it to be like driven by the story assignments everybody's on? Because they would do it, but Mm -hmm. like if it's every time, right? Yeah. I don't know. I guess Caroline in the city, she was good at what she did. She was good at what she did. You can't can't crap on Leah Thompson. I can't. No. No, she's too good. I don't even know if that show's any good. Probably wasn't, but that's okay. I'm not gonna comment. But. Oh, yeah, and then, like, one of the major B stories is that uh, Lisa wants a baby. You're a B story. You're oh, a, was, wow. It's because right. she accomplished <laughs> everything else that was on her card right. when she was reading them to Jimmy, and I also, again, love that that's how the only way she could be emotional to someone She's is that she robot. writes it out on the card. She yeah. kind of is a robot. Uh, I, I, yeah, and her dropping the card on Jimmy's genitals. She uh, One of her goals is to be interviewed in the New York Times before she's 30. Lisa and I can both put that on our... On our Ooh, chalkboard, so check. I just like that. So what Lisa... were you a suspect in? <laughs> yeah, they always interview yeah. suspects in yeah. the New York Times. Yeah. I'm just saying, Lisa, Lisa and I would have a chance. I'm just saying, yeah. in, an, in another uh-huh. universe where uh-huh. she's real. Uh-huh. Wait, what did you get interviewed in the NY Times for? Uh, a, a short yeah. film I did in 2004. Aww. Forever ago. Aww. Too long ago to still be talking about. Aww. Yeah. Oh, you were interviewed in the mm. New York Times. I know, before I was 30. Thanks. Uh, wow. Bill's, uh, I really like the name of Bill when he brings in the DJ setup. Uh, they want to know what the smell is, and it's an incense called Ebony Lust. That's <laughs> 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 oh, oh, so God. good. Because oh. when you think Bill McNeil, mm-hmm. you think you wouldn't Ebony, Ebony Lust. Well, yeah. Some of us have different ways of dealing with sadness. You mm-hmm. you wouldn't know tough love if it stripped your jockeys and made you stand <laughs> all night in the rain. <laughs> Which, again, is a reference uh-huh. to, to at a least one mem- 
Maravis family. It was mm-hmm. his brother was that his did brother it, that but did I'm suspecting like that. Yeah. that it might not just have been his brother, but probably mm-hmm. mostly his brother. Uh, he refers to one of his heroes as Carl Vonnegut. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And then he refers to Jimmy as Jimpo. Yep, he absolutely does. I didn't write that down, so I'm just going to have to believe you on that. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, you know what? Uh, oh. Yes? This is it. Just really quick. I have yeah, all, all no, Lisa's quick, goals fine. that she accomplished. Yes, please. Goals are, okay, which was on card 14C. Uh, financial independence, as you said, mentioned in the New York Times. Achieve 10-year career plan in five years. Which mm-hmm. is crazy because yeah, her career plan goals are going to be crazy anyway. Yeah, right, right, exactly. And then just having them. Sure. Yeah, so she probably had that plan since she was like 15 or 16. It was probably, or, or something like that. Was, no, no, if she did in five years, then yeah, she had it since she was 20 or 21, however old she's supposed to be in this. Um, and that made her want to move on to have the baby. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, anyway. No, that's fine. Say, we gonna go to a break? Say, we need to take a quick break. And away we... Hey guys, good show so far, huh? Yeah. Last yeah. Time, you got something you want to say? I do, guys. Thank you so much. Normally, we do like a, a an ad for somebody else's thing or a fake ad. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard that one for the gym, but Alan cut a really brilliant ad for the for the gym, and it's really funny. It's a real gym. Oh, I'm sorry. Never mind. <clears throat> I apologize. Uh, so I got a couple things that I wanted to talk to everybody about. Uh, number one, uh, Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour, my sketch group. Uh, we've also got a podcast called Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour. Ooh, when uh, does that go up? That uh, goes up every Thursday. Uh, uh, in fact, today's a Thursday when we're recording this, and it's not up yet. Uh, sometimes they come out late. Uh, but if you go to danandjay.com, uh, we've got. Uh, w- so we're celebrating 25 years uh, in doing sketch comedy. And so. <laughs> the I've made Alan laugh. The podcast is. Uh, <laughs> the sketches are just as funny as what just happened. So go check it out, guys. Yeah. It's good. Alan's been on it. It's a fun show. Yeah. We drink. We talk about our own sketches. But Dan and I are working on an album currently because this is our Silver Jubilee. We've got a new theme song. Uh, it's a brilliant theme song by a guy named Nick Robes. That's yeah, pretty great. It's a lot of fun. Should have a music video coming out for that. So there's that. Number two, we've got a new podcast on the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. All right. It's called the Awakened Soul Podcast. It is a culture podcast, mostly pop culture, uh, as yeah. they describe it, a podcast covering TV, film, music, news, and how it relates to culture in the world. It's very good. Like the the last one that I listened to, just had people discussing women's rights and trans rights in like a most like super open way, but also as it as it just happened to parallel with their lives it's a very open-minded show it's not like we're going to talk about this with nobody in the room who has any input or uh, any say it's a very good show it's it's fun and uh and the host ceo hayes is is a lot of fun to listen to so, so that's check it out. yes every sunday uh and uh one other thing there's an album called booked solid by paul dooley who you will have heard as a guest on comedy on vinyl a week or two ago yeah he released an album in 1961 it was his only stand-up album uh he recorded another album but it never got released uh my normally sketch comedy record label celery sound records is re-releasing it first digitally it'll be a cd later but uh the downloads are gonna be should be up this week so uh and if they're not just go to celerysoundrecords.com and they will be up shortly it all depends on when everything gets approved. But, uh, yeah, so uh, we're re-releasing that. So uh, that's super exciting and fun. And that's it. Back to the show. Hey, we're back. Um, so I literally forgot where we were. Uh, let's hear that. Uh, oh, yeah, Lisa goes into Dave's office yes. to tell him that mm-hmm. she wants to have a baby mm-hmm. now. Right now. Come on, give me some. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't, and Dave responds, I don't think you know about the gestation period. Well, this is right after, when they're in Dave's office, is right after they give him, like, possibly a second heart attack. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's oh, right. Oh, that's yeah, right. Because that's right, because he wakes up. and shocking him, uh, and it's right. too much for his heart. Yeah. But we, I, I think the, the, the argument, or, or I guess it was an argument, but I just think the, the banter between Lisa and Dave, I mm-hmm. have a theory, is what the only thing that can wake up Jimmy James, mm-hmm. as we know at the end of this episode. Yeah, he, that's the problem. Is like if you ever stress adrenaline. Exactly. Like when you hear people you care about in trouble or being annoying, like sometimes that'll pull you out of some shit. Just like, as a pattern, being annoying in the same way mm-hmm. over and mm-hmm. over and over. Just shows that Jimmy cares. Uh, I I like that she says something about uh, how he can uh, be a stay-at-home dad and also still you know do his work just like John Lennon. Yeah, it worked out great for him. <laughs> Uh, that's good stuff. Uh, and then uh, Catherine talks to Jimmy, and she's just really she just loves how much he makes Bill sweat and how much he sticks it to Bill. And she's just talking about that and advises him that he uh, ought to maybe tell Bill he's fired, but he won't be fired if he can tell him while he's fired. She's why really fired. like enjoying this this these suggestions that she's giving. Him. Oh yeah, like she's like smiling. She's so like more pleasure. relaxed than you normally even see her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just. Just like really like oh man, picturing him really really doing this to Bill and just pull, getting all the pleasure out of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. Uh, let's see. Bill's uh, the DJ. Yeah, Bill. Bill's Bill's DJness has <laughs> has happened, but then it come. Does he come back? Well, he does. He does play I it again later. Just loves <laughs> rolling right up on the Witching Hour. It's three o'clock. This is Bill McNeil. The Bad boy of WHRB. <laughs> he's got the sunglasses on and kind of does a little dad dance, like a little dad dance when he yeah. plays. Yeah, uh, plays he's he plays slow ride. Mm-hmm. Burning incense and. Mm-hmm. Do you think slow ride costs as much to use now? That's a good question. You know, I do writers? have somebody who could research this for us. I might, I might Paul dig into it. It's Paul Sims. Okay. No, somebody, <laughs> somebody else who does this for a living. Oh. I could ask him, like, how much does that cost? How much does it cost oh, to yeah. to sing uh, the desert with a horse with no name? And yeah. then yeah. sing. Oh, White don't, Wedding. don't sing it. We got. They pay. sing White Wedding later on too. So. Oh, uh, that's right, Beth. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. It's a solid yeah. episode. It's uh, I mean, for a season five episode, it's pretty good. Uh, yeah, and it's then still a good. Scene. It's it is. No, I agree. I just and I understand why Paul doesn't. No, I get it. I get I, it. I get I, it. I, I totally get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, why? Uh, oh yeah, I really like Dave. Uh, he needs advice from Jimmy, and he goes to him, and he's basically just talking to him and doing projecting what kind of conversation they would have if Mr. James were awake. Uh, you know why? Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, you, and then you right. probably say something, but like, why buy the cow when you got a fridge full of steaks at home? And I'd say yeah, this, say, and you say, say that. And hypothetical conversation at this point. And you would say, if I wanted this conversation, I would have hired that guy from Siskel and Ebert. And mm-hmm. oh yeah, he says I hired that guy Siskel Ebert, and he says, yeah, sir, that's two different people. Oh, oh that's right. Have, yeah, oh, that's right. I must have. Yeah. How dare you, Alan? Okay. It's fine. You have old notes. You, it's your old notes. It's fine. There's the um, man in there. How dare you? Uh, there's no reason to insult the man because he's fat. Just because the man is fat, no reason to insult him. Um, and then uh, Matthew decides he's going to turn over a new leaf. He, uh, he starts he listing way places that he can jump out of and yell blah and putting them right out. And they're mm-hmm. not something he's going to do anymore. And he lists them as if each one is a new type of thing that he's not going to do yeah. when it's not. So that means he's been doing that a lot. Just all the, the time. The thing is out. 
Just cupboards, fridges. Uh-huh. And I'm done pretending to fall down just to make people laugh. Right, pretending. Uh. <laughs> and then he goes up to one of the doctors. He spectacularly sp- biffs it. Uh-huh. And he makes him... <laughs> and the doctor, by the great. way, played by Mike Reisner, who is a friend of the show, has not done the show yet, but he's the reason Mike, I have my props. He's in Montana right now. Mike's he, in Montana. He can call in. That's true. Yeah, we call in, Mike. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, so he, he gets coffee spilled all over his poor ass. Um, it's, it's very sad. Um... <laughs> And uh, he then Matthew seems to think he's given him a heart attack when it's like, no, you just no, scalded no. burned scalded him a lot and frightened him maybe a little. And then finally, there's an argument again over his body between David Lisa mm-hmm. and, and Jimmy says, why don't you two just shut the hell up? And he says he wants to hear slow ride and and Bill plays it again. And he pretends to die. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. All right. My work is done. Goodbye. <laughs> And then he yells gotcha at, uh, at poor Matthew, which Matthew deserves. I mean, let's be honest. He does. And then Jimmy kind of slowly comes to wake uh, of the realization, like, what, why the hell am I here in the office? Why can't I be somewhere like in a hospital? Uh, and honestly, this is one of my favorite post-credits things when he's just recreating the uh, help me, Obi- Obi-Wan, you're my only hope. <laughs> just keeps great. turning yeah. in, in, in his, uh, his living will. Just poking something just off screen on the on the TV that's mm-hmm. being played. That's so and looking the back at the TV. Being played back. So uh, anybody got, uh, let's, uh, oh, you know, uh, we can either do favorite moments and stuff now, or we can do another segment. What do we think? We should maybe do favorite let's moments. Let's do favorite moments first. Just, just, yeah. I, okay, I, I, oh, let's do the introduction <laughs> of it, though. Let's, let's let, and I'll, I'll cut around. Let me make a note here that it's 6 o'clock. That's very bright. Uh, or 6 o'clock, 6 minutes. 6 minutes. 6 minutes. Six, six, six. Okay, <clears throat> now it's time for a, uh, a segment we like to call The Real Deal with Bill McNeil With Jen on the ether Whoa. Thanks Alright, and now we'll do the outro And then we'll, we'll, do, the other th- we'll do the other thing <clears throat> This has been The Real Deal with Bill McNeil That was a good time uh, Thank you, Jen I think it's good that's be. the best real deal ever. That was, Thank you so much. I'm very impressed. Uh, let's very do impressed. Uh, let's do favorite lines. Anybody got favorite lines from this episode? Yeah. Those are not too silly. Moment. Those are not too silly. This one. This one's tough. My favorite actually. line is probably. Uh, if you're watching this, I've probably been forced to flee the country due to some kind of a mix-up with the IRS. <laughs> I don't know, just something the way he delivers it because he's he does you know he doesn't know what his audience is going to be. Yeah, it's kind of brilliant. Yeah. Oh god. Uh, I might actually go with Bill saying, "You wouldn't know tough love if it stripped you. If you, jeez, oh, I can't even say it. You wouldn't know tough love if it stripped your jockeys and made you stand all night in the rain because <laughs> you know there's pain behind that as." Mm-hmm. As Jen already mentioned in the real deal with Bill McNeil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jen, what's your favorite line in the episode? Um, I I do like Doctor McNeil is dispensing some laugh medicine. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's stupid. Uh, I'm gonna say my favorite moment is probably Lisa putting the cards on Bill on Jimmy's oh, genitals and good. having to delicately try mm-hmm. and remove them. It's mm-hmm. a very funny physical bit, and she plays it perfectly. Yeah. This is tricky because I don't know if you can. It's, it's a moment because it's the day of reacting and but uh, <laughs> nice job Matthew sorry uh, Jason just knocked himself over god damn it but it's when the announcer the announcing voice over in the hospital goes paging WNYX report to the morgue 
oh wait, Dr. Leibowitz, <laughs> report to the morgue. Like, how do you hit that much I of know. a screw up? <laughs> how about you, Jen? Um, I I do like the moment where uh, where Joe is is actually opening up because it's mm-hmm. like sweet, mm-hmm. and then he's too much of an like just emotionally stunted person to be able to do that in front of anyone else or or even just simply pause and be like could you give us a minute mm-hmm. he's just like oh I'm not touching another man's hand for like any emotional reason obviously I'm talking about sports right uh, <laughs> mm, that's a pretty good bit that's pretty but good. like his his sincerity before that was actually pretty good I yeah. think so I agree I think this episode was just silly enough <laughs> That's all, that's all I gotta say. Not not what percentage silliness oh. do you think is uh, the right is the peak 70, amount that's 76, acceptable still? Seventy six percent. That's valid. Mr. Yeah. James was in the hospital bed for most of it. Exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah. Jen, what do you have to promote this week? Oh boy. <sighs> Make the world a nicer place. Do something kind. I'm not gonna give you a specific assignment this week. Let three nerds call you up and talk to you about your show that you made. Let three nerds bug you while you're at home. That's, 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 I'm just saying. Paul Sims already followed that advice. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to be, make someone's day. I'm a, exactly. That's a good call. Be a Mr. Rogers to somebody. Help them yep. out. Yeah. When in doubt, think, would Mr. Rogers do this? Exactly. Uh, what he wouldn't do is promote his Instagram, and uh, my Instagram is <laughs> Jason Klom, J-A-S-O-N-K-L-A-M-M. I'm on Twitter, but I've been on Instagram mostly, hashtag the professional blur, talking about my extra work. You guys should check that out, because frankly, if I can get a book deal out of it's it, pretty cool. I want to write a book about it's pretty cool. doing all that stuff. So come on, come on, guys. It's it's fun. It's not news radio, but it's definitely adjacent. It's fun. Alan. Jason uh Woof. thank you uh-huh. thank you uh-huh. uh you can find me on instagram alan rickard a-l-l-e-n-r-u-e-c-k-e-r-t uh there's a lot of leg pictures up there right now mm-hmm. so much legs leg. that's what i do now uh leg model thank you thank you i'm working on it working, working <laughs> on a book deal for that good uh go to my website alanrickard.com www.alanrickard.com dot com www is important don't forget that folks dot com mm-hmm. uh and twitter you, you know what you guys you guys, you guys already know, know. It's, fine. it's fine i'm done it's fine <laughs> all right good uh well go to celery soundrecords.com go to stolen dress.com you'll find our new podcast and all Woo. our other shows and there's only one thing left to say and that's catch you later b cakes <laughs> Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast, is part of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Alan Rickard, Jason Klom, and Jen, who lives on the ether. Our theme song was composed and performed by Michael Warden. Have questions? Call and leave us a voicemail at 646-801-WNYX or email us at freakzilla at scopenet.com. Subscribe to Dispatches from Fort Awesome on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating, and write us a review. It helps. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WNYX News Radio, or find everything in one place at WNYXNewsRadio.com. Thanks, Joe. Visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, watch videos, and imbibe freely of our multimedia content going back 15 plus years. Big day today, Dave. <laughs>